Hey everyone, um, I'm really excited to say that in a couple of days we're bringing you a brand new series from High Performance in partnership with our good friends at PwC. We're going to bring you a new series on leadership um, and we're going to be speaking to some really interesting, diverse, fascinating leaders who are making a difference in the world. We're really pleased once again to be working with PwC. Their purpose is to build trust and solve important problems and their global strategy, the new equation, is bringing this to life for their clients, their people and society by combining technology with human ingenuity, passion and experience. So let's give you a little insight into what's coming your way. We've got four leaders on the podcast. Here's a quick clip from Steve Hare, who's the CEO of Sage. If it's within my team environment, I I don't embarrass people in front of their peers, although increasingly I hope within my team environment that people call each other out. So you start to get a kind of self-regulating behavior amongst the team. Um, but I w- but what I do now is, you know, if it does happen, I speak one-on-one. And, you know, and then it's all about how the person reacts, right? If the person immediately goes, you're right. How do you put it to them? I describe the situation. I say, you know, that incident, how do you... How do you feel about that? How did why why did you speak to the person like that? What was the reason? If the person then becomes defensive and says, "Well, you know, I was getting terrible service. They deserved it." I know that we've got a problem, right? If they go, "No, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm tired. Yeah. It's been a bad day. I'll go and apologise to them." You're absolutely right. Thanks for pointing it out. That's the right behaviour, right? We're not. None of us are perfect, right? We all, under pressure, when we're tired, can do things that we wish we hadn't done. Um, but if someone's good enough to point that out to you, then you need to be the sort of person who goes, you know what, you're, you're right. And it may not happen absolutely immediately. If you're, if, you're in a, if you're in a bit of an agitated state, it may take till the next day for you to reflect and go, no, God, he was so right, I shouldn't have done that, right? Um, but if, if there's no acknowledgement, then you know you've got a problem. And I remember, um, um, actually, I, the, this isn't my um, statement, I think. Um, I think I took this from the Barcelona principles, actually, Pep Guardiola. But when I when I first became CEO, the first uh, leadership meeting we had, where we had the top 80, 90 people in the room, um, I was talking about culture and I was talking about behaviours. And I said, every single person in this room is talented. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You're all capable, really, of doing what you've been brought here to do. But whether you stay here will be determined not by your talent, but by your attitude. And if you don't live the values every day, if I don't see you living and breathing and behaving in the way that we want, you won't be here. Steve was really interesting, actually. And we also spoke with Tessa Clark. She's CEO of a company called Olio, which is a food sharing app. And she is passionate about us doing what we can to protect the environment. And for people who are listening to this that, you know, aren't plugged in to the world in the way that you are, and they maybe think, well, there's not really a problem with people needing to share food or share things they don't want. I mean, you would have done the research. Yes. You would know the numbers. Yes. How big is this problem that Olio is looking to solve? So we are solving the problem of 
waste. We started off solving the problem of food waste and now we're solving the problem of waste more broadly. And it is no exaggeration to say it is one of the largest problems facing humanity today. And it's sort of hidden in plain sight. So if we just take food waste very quickly first, globally, a third of all the food we produce each year gets thrown away, which is worth over a trillion US dollars. Alongside that, we have 800 million people who go to bed hungry every night, who could be fed on just one quarter of the food that we waste in the Western world. You know, and here in a country such as the UK, we have almost 10 million people living in food poverty. In the US, we have about 50 million people living in food poverty. So we've got widespread waste, widespread hunger, and then the environmental impact of food waste is absolutely devastating. So if it were to be a country, food waste would be the third largest source of greenhouse gas emissions after the USA and China. And that's because a landmass larger than China is used every single year to grow food that's never eaten. You'll also get the thoughts in this series from Tim Amu, a young guy who has sold his business for plenty of money and he shares his journey, his story, and the things he's learned along the way. There's a video of me on my phone where it's just a six-minute video and I'm just going, wow. Like, I'm just sitting um, on the floor and there's a bottle of, like, Moet champagne next to me. And I'm just like, wow, wow, wow. Like, that's all I can say. Because at that point, it's elation. So the first point is, wow, this doesn't feel real. Second point is, wow, this is real. This is my new life. Um, and then the next point is actually about two, three months afterwards, which is that at that point, it still hadn't sunk in. Like, it was like, wow, this is real. This is my life. But, like... The world still goes around, you know, the next day I went to the gym and I went to Sainsbury's and I bought apples and then I went home and it didn't, it did, like the world just kept going around. Someone described it as like, if you have a parent pass away. So like, I kind of got the same feeling as when my dad passed away, when I was like, yeah, pretty much at the beginning of um, Fan Bites. And I remember thinking to myself, I was going on the bus, I was doing stuff, and I said, like, oh my God, like, my life has changed, but the world hasn't changed. And I think, you know, three months afterwards was then I was like, oh, okay, the world hasn't changed. Because when the money dropped, I was convinced that, like, the world would change. Like, the earth will open and, like, everyone will start singing and it'd be like, yes, you did it, my son, right? But um, that didn't happen. So those were like the three kind of feelings. One was very much like, this can't be real. The other one was like, wow, this is now my life. And then the third one was like, oh, okay, nothing really changed. So there you go. That's what's coming your way from our leadership series. We've also got a special live episode. More details on that very soon. So this starts on Friday. So no matter where you lead, um, I know that you will get great insight and understanding from the conversations that you're going to hear as part of this series. So make sure you check back in in a couple of days time for the first episode from the High Performance PwC Leadership Series. See you then. Mm -hmm.